Hey, I'm Adam Moffat, and this is the State of the Republic podcast. Thanks for joining us. How's it going, soccer fans? Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am joined by our very own podcast mom, Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? I feel like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, but you know what? I'm ready to get going with our interview with Adam Moffat. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, get started with the interview if you'd like to introduce our guest tonight. Well, tonight we're interviewing Adam Moffat, uh, one of our alumni from Sacramento Republic FC. He played with us in the years of 2017 and 2018. He was one of our captains, tremendous guy on and off the pitch. And my goodness, he's probably the only buddy, only, only person on the squad that can understand Robert Briggs Brogue, because those two guys are both our steadfast Scottish men. Welcome, Adam Moffat. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I I still don't really understand Robert Briggs, to be honest, Sharon, but uh, he speaks too fast for me. Um, and it, well done, 2017, 2018. I, people always ask me, when did I play for the Republic? And I cannot recall the years. I played for too many teams, so good memory you. Well, and and as you know, I I knew you during portions of that. You know, we uh, we worked together essentially. We're we were workmates for uh, 2017, so got a chance to get to know you and watch you come come through and you know really grow within our our squad. You've done such good things all your life and all your soccer career. But you know, we're going to start with your current life. Okay, so welcome to the show. You know, we really enjoy your game day broadcast. We want to know, are you continuing in that role? I am. I'll, I'll be back this year. So myself, Rob and Kevin uh, will be doing the broadcasting duties this year. So it's fun. I'll I'll do more games this year than I did last year, than I did the, the previous year. So um, I enjoy that. I enjoy being connected to the club that way and being connected to the team. Uh, and it's just a fun way for me to watch it, a different way for me to watch the game whilst obviously talking about it. I usually, usually watch the game and then talk to myself about it, but now I get to talk <laughs> to people, broadcast that out a little bit wider. And you have no idea how many people are like behind the scenes saying, oh my God, Adam said what I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's good. That means I'm doing something right, maybe. Yeah, but we need we need more of those people that, that can speak for us and <laughs> so we're not just shouting at the TV and... You know, I, I know exactly how you feel. I mean, before this podcast, I felt that way, right? It was just me talking to myself about the game or talking to my dad about it. But, you know, I didn't really know that many uh, hardcore Republic fans that we can really talk about all things Republic. So that's how this podcast was born. So oh, great. I got a two-part question here for you. So first, um, as we know, last year was a different year, whatnot, and we got to hear you right for the first time uh, commenting matches on TV. Uh, for those matches that you weren't commenting matches, were you actually there at the booth watching them, or were you just watching remotely, or how did that work? Uh, I was at home watching. So the games I Kevin and I rotated last year were rotate again this year. Um, it, it's it, it's a tough obligation, obviously, because it's the weekends, and Kevin and mm-hmm. I are both former players, so. <laughs> What we did was when we played, it was the weekends with we, all our games. So our weekends are valuable to us. <laughs> um, so a lot of the times, if if I wasn't commentating the game, it's family time. Um, but then I'd tune in at the end of the night. Um, but it was just strange last year, obviously, with no fans at all mm-hmm. at the stadium. 
uh, you'd just be sitting in that. Rob and I would just be sitting up there and you'd look down and you'd see the guys playing. And you'd hear everything. You know, you'd hear <laughs> players talking to each other, which we're not used to. We're not used to mm-hmm. hearing the goalie screaming all the time. Uh, the fans kind of drown out that noise. So it was a little bit of a strange atmosphere. But yeah, so when I, whenever I, I wasn't doing the games, I'd usually be at home watching or I'd be on the road watching. I remember mm-hmm. watching a game. I was actually maybe doing something else. I was in Colorado, actually. Um, <laughs> I was in Colorado and I had to do, I think it was for Connor Sutton, I had to do some sort of interview. But I was yes. in Colorado doing that one. Yes. And then the team scored when I was on that. Uh, I was on live there. <laughs> And my internet was lagging, probably because I was in Colorado. Oh, I remember that thoroughly because I was, you know, we were, there was the fan, you know, interaction. I yep. totally, yes, I totally remember that. <laughs> yep. That was one of my off nights. <laughs> I was okay. doing that in Colorado. Well, the weird thing about, and I know Luis has a second part of this question, but I, I do know that those people who had, the direct like an antenna for the television broadcast were the ones that were well ahead of everybody else. And we would try not to watch those people because they would react (laughs) one way or the other well before we all saw what was going on. And I think Luis was watching on ESPN plus. So that was even slower. Um, That feed was even sometimes 30 seconds behind everybody else. That was a, it was a very interesting year last year, but I'll let Luis ask the rest of his question. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was really something else. And I remember one time there was one goal that someone was already celebrating, and I knew that moment was going to come where they're going to like actually record people celebrating. So on my side, it was still zero zero, and I was like, "All right, <laughs> guess it's time to celebrate." I don't know what. <laughs> Joy, man, that something's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Because, <laughs> because otherwise, when they replay it on the, you know, because the, they replay this on television, they replay the fan reaction, yeah. right? And if you're delayed, you're sitting there like a mump, yeah. you know, and then you celebrate. <laughs> so it's, it's really quite funny to to watch some of those old old yeah. clips. That yeah, was for Rob and I would be watched because we'd get the video saying, "Okay, here comes the fans, and we're going to see the fans celebrating the goal." And then there would be the sixteen screens or whatever, but. Eight of them are celebrating. Another one just like (laughs) (laughs) the monks. So they definitely haven't seen what's happened yet. I can tell from that reaction um, that they're not too excited. Um, But that was, but I was one of those people when I was watching that game. I was in the fans. I was on the video, and I hadn't had the goal. But everyone else was celebrating. (laughs) I was just. I had my face. I was lagging that night. So we've we've all learned now how to who to watch so that we can all have game face, you know, the right yes. face. Yeah. Who has mm. the quickest internet connection? Watch them, <laughs> see their reactions. Right. Yeah, or, or go to the levy, right? There's always that option. Well, if you're going it's a live game, yeah. These were yeah, the away games, one, yeah. 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 That's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so my second part of the question is uh what would you say was uh, your biggest takeaway and transitioning to game commenter and what was it that you enjoyed the most of commenting games what was it i enjoyed the most um i enjoyed obviously there's the game on the the saturday mm-hmm. night wednesday night whatever night it may be but it's the it's the leading up to that i enjoyed watching i haven't studied game video since i was playing there's no need to really <laughs> so for me it was like oh i get to go watch a game Oklahoma's playing or whoever it may be and just get to 
kind of engage in that a little bit, find out how they're doing. Um, but so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed actually having a need to watch the game more. I'll just put it on if I'm here at the weekend. I'm watching some Premier League in the morning. I'll put it on. I'm not a diehard fan of anyone. Man U is my team, but I'll just put it on. But now actually, okay, I, I get to watch this and I get to say, okay, this guy from this team's good. I got to watch him or I got to watch our highlights and see that. So for me, it was it was good kind of re-engaging very loosely, but in a way that kind of matters as well. You know, it's not coaching where it's like, okay, we've got to get the formation right, but it's it's a little bit of analysis. So I really enjoyed doing that. That was probably one of the, the most... I won't say exciting things, but it was it was it was definitely a, a good thing that I enjoyed doing. It's interesting when you have to do the research, you know, when you have to do analysis ahead of so that you have stats at your fingertips, because you know, I don't know how much information you have right there, or who other who else is putting together information. It's not like you're Rebecca Lowe or anybody where you've got other people helping put together, you know, information for you. But it's always good to have that stat and to do that study, it gives you like when before we interview people, we usually dive into their full history. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm trying to remember if you've been an answer to any of our Jeopardy questions, because we have answers, you know, Jeopardy, we do the live Jeopardy show and we may have to have you as a category. What do you think, Luis? Should we have Adam Moffat as a category? Yeah, I think that that would be really great. I mean, we'll find yeah. out who of his teammates know him more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They we'll should find... know me. God. Right? <laughs> so, so, so let me ask you really quick. I, we're going to talk a little bit about injury. Was it right side or left side groin or uh, uh, hernia? It was right side. Right okay, side. good. Because yeah. the guys, if they know you well, I'm going to write that down right now because that's going to be, you know, uh, of the Adam Moffat things. It's like, you know, who's his favorite team menu? I can, I remember that because that's my team. Okay, cool. Okay. If they remember it's the right side grind, that's very well done. That's, I don't know, it might be a little creepy actually. I will think of it if they know, if they know <laughs> what side that is. No, I mean, hey, it's a, it's a 50-50, you know? The, yeah, this, for, that, when that they bring true. when they buzz yeah, in for the answer, groins, yeah. <laughs> Unless you're weird, then also yes, I may be a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the analysis is is really cool. Um, <laughs> this is funny. So we know you're doing coaching and training right now. So yes. how's that transition been going? And then that's one question. Then the other part is. Walk us through a day in the life of your, a day in your life right now. You know, what does that look like? I, I know you've got these three beautiful children, you know, and a wonderful wife, but like, give us a, open it up a little bit, open the doors and let us see in a bit. Oh, well, well, let's, let's look at this morning. I, uh, I woke up and, <laughs> and my kids had, uh, had pulled out an inflatable pool in the living room. No water, <laughs> no. In, it, no water in it, but just, I'd made a, a passing comment yesterday it was oh, i was like it's hot i'd love to be in a pool so they i think they thought okay when i wake up at six tomorrow morning i'm gonna go in the garage because i'd bought a pool from costco already just an inflatable to put in the backyard when it gets hot so they pulled that out unrolled the whole thing and just that was sitting in the living room waiting for me so it, it usually i don't really know what i'm gonna wake up to uh, but that was that was a nice surprise um but I'm coaching, I'm training kids locally in my area. I'm up in Folsom, El Dorado Hills area. Um, and it's been really fun. It's been fun. I have young kids I train and then some older kids who are, you know, late teens. And it's good to impart some of that knowledge. And I always think to myself, I'd love to have 
you know, some of this when I played or when I was growing up. So it's really enjoyable. The game gave me so much. So it's good to give back that way um, and just making sure that people enjoy it. I think there's, especially dealing with youth, there's a lot of pressure on them. Then there probably was a lot of pressure me, on me when I was younger as well. But it's uh, I see it even more so now, that pressure to um, to be the best or any of that stuff. And it's always got to come down to enjoyment. Even I can just go back to my professional days and the, the, the moments I played best was when I was enjoying it. I was looking forward to going to practice. That's not always the case. I played for 15 years professionally, but there was times when I was like, I do not want to practice here. That's part of the environment. It's part of the mental game, which is massive. Um, so for me, it's always bringing it back. Just make sure you guys are having fun. You can work hard when it's time to work hard, but make sure you're enjoying it. So that's it, it's fun. And then some people think, obviously, because I did play, that it's got to be all serious. And I was like, it, yes, you've got to take something from it. You've got to get better. But at the end of the day, it's a game. It really is. It's a game. It has to be about enjoyment someone's screaming at you the whole time you're not going to enjoy it so that was always a natural transition for me when I finished playing I knew I could do that um and I enjoy doing it so yeah it's been good it's been good staying in this area being connected obviously with being connected with the club helps as well um yeah but I've, I've really enjoyed the the kids I train the boys and girls it's it's a good time yeah, that that's great. I mean, we do definitely need more coaches with that mentality and not ones that just want to scream <laughs> at every player <laughs> and, and whatnot. And hopefully one day you get to be in, in the academy and you know, help us with our future talent, which is, you know, growing each year. It seems like we're getting more and more talented players from academy. Um, I want to take you back to your career days, though. Let's put retirement aside. <laughs> um, let's look back at the days with SRFC and also in general your career. Uh, what are some moments that you'll forever treasure? And if you can give us maybe some for SRFC and then just like some in general of your career. Um, I think with uh, with the Republic, it was probably, I, I want to say in the second season. So I played two seasons. In the first season, I got really bad groin injury, as Sharon had mentioned. And I wasn't too sure if I'd ever play again, to be honest. I was kind of ended up three surgeries. Um, so I wasn't too sure if that was going to happen. But Come the second season, Simon Elliott and um, Ben Zemer were the coaches there. So Simon Elliott, head coach, and I played maybe six games the previous year. Wasn't feeling great with my groin after the third surgery, but I remember the first game of the second season, I'm like, Simon asked me, he's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, I, I, I don't feel great, but feel good enough if you want to play me so I remember him put me in that game and I only played 10 minutes but it, for me that was it's probably one of the highlights personally um just for the fact that I got to play again I, when I didn't think I would have I thought I'd possibly played my last game so for me it was great 10 minutes I honestly I could have torn my groin at that point I really wasn't sure how it was thankfully I got to play some more games after that um but for me as well one of the other highlights was going down playing the open cup game against LAFC I believe that was also in 2018. Um, we had a nice little crowd go down there, um, getting to see that stadium. I I wasn't in the MLS when they they were in there, so I never got to play there. Um, it was a fun and it was a wonderful game as well. It was we were on the the wrong side of it, but we showed up pretty well there. And I remember feeling BJF scoring a a wonder strike mm. in that one too. So that was a good time. Yeah, that was such a memorable game. I, I I went to it too. I think Sharon, you went to it as well, right? We just yeah, didn't know each other yet. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was well worth 
not only the drive ticket, just hotel, everything that we all uh, paid for, right, in making the trip out there. So, yeah, you guys showed a really great performance that time. Yeah, it was. It was a great game. I mean, yes, you get to go there. Sometimes you just go to the game just for the experience. The game might might be 0-0, no shots mm. on goal, you know, whatever. That's part of being a fan of, of this game. But to go to that one and 3-2, I think it was, was that the final score? Yeah. yeah. Two and Barely 3-2. I mean, come on. We really <laughs> fought hard. I know. They, they barely got ahead of us. I mean, seriously. It was I'm... It was. It was one of the best games I think I've ever been to and one of the best experiences in a stadium. And I know you guys felt the same way. Uh, you know, it's like you just have to, you know that the fans are incredible and you just fake it. Like they're they're rooting for us or they're just rooting because they love this sport so much. And that has to feel good as a player, whether you're playing for or against that in that in that kind of an atmosphere. It's awesome. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I'd play this game regardless if people came to watch me or not, but Thankfully, I've been able to play and have the support of other people and obviously make a, a living from it. Um, but even if I didn't, I'd still be playing. I'd be playing at a park somewhere. You know, it's, a, it's such a fun sport. So I, I got to ask, when you're playing for the Republic or with the Republic, who was your favorite road roomie? You know, when you had road games and you had to be a roommate with somebody, who was your favorite guy? Oh, who was my favorite guy? That's a good question. Um, you, I'll be honest. My favorite was uh, when we, we would take an odd number. We'd take 17 or we'd take 19 players. I think 18 in the squad would sometimes would take 19 players. That was usually my favorite trip because like, that meant I didn't have a roommate. Being the, the senior member, <laughs> being the senior member, I'd be the one who get the room by itself and then everyone else had to share. So, um some of the other guys were fun, but that was good. Obviously, coming from a home with three busy kids, sometimes just having to rent myself was really, really peaceful. Um, but if I got to choose, Elliot Hord was a good buddy of mine. Um, Elliot was was fun to room with, um, unless you're talking about video games and stuff like that. I never got into that, but there, there was there was there was several guys. Jeremy Hall was relaxed. Jeremy was great. He was chill. Room, room with him a few times. Josh Turnley, Cole Sealer. Don't have pronounced the name still. Known for years. <laughs> you know, I Cole. Know. I don't know that I, I could have handled the, being a roommate with Cole. I mean, you don't know if he's going to penny you in the room or if he's going to put a bucket of water leaned up against a door that you open, and now the bucket of water's on you. I mean, I would not. He he had to have been one of the biggest pranksters when you were playing with us. He was he was a lot of fun, a lot of yeah, fun. And yeah. Him and I got on really well, and he wouldn't mess with me though. He knows not to mess with me. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's good that's good. There's so many good people, and that's one of the benefits of playing as long as I did. You get to meet so many different people, different personalities each year, and then even coming to the Republic, my last team of many, um, and I'm still meeting new, unique people, different backgrounds, and still enjoying enjoying that. So. It's good to hear that you still enjoy that because and not got burnt out, you know, because having played for as many teams as you have, it could get tiring as an older player to just know that you're bringing in the new guys or bringing in, you know, laterals and transfers and having, you know, to kind of reestablish and, recon you know, reconfigure and get to know everybody again. But you didn't tire for, of it. You actually were one of the more gracious players in the squad, if I remember correctly, you know, you were always willing to talk with somebody and take them in under your wing. And that, I, you know, that doesn't come naturally 
a lot of people, I mean, for you, it comes naturally, but not everybody has that skill. Um, what was one of your favorite memories of a road trip? You know, I, what was one of the more memorable road trips against which team? I mean, right now we've got a love-hate relationship going on with Phoenix because of the freaking handball. But, yeah. <laughs> um, I used to enjoy the, the the drives up to Reno. I remember the, I think it was at the end of the 2000, 2018 season, maybe when we went up there. It was actually before I played my last game, before I got hurt at home but we were going up to Reno I enjoyed those games it was a close proximity the fans would show up and they were a good team so it was two good teams going against each other um, but I remember going up there and it was towards the end of the season and we ended up winning the game 1-0 I believe it was yeah I believe it was 1-0 we won the game where it was kind of the playoffs were on the line or and th- those were the games I enjoyed the the, the, the local the you know, kind of close to home here um getting on the bus, traveling up there the day of. Um, but there's more to it. When you know the fans are involved, and they'll be missed. Reno, Fresno, these teams, these local teams, you know, that's definitely something that's going to be missed for the Republic fans and the players. You know, it's. I know obviously we have Oakland coming in this year, so that'll be a game that we <laughs> look forward to more. But, yeah, definitely miss those Reno rivalries. Oh yeah, we, we think the same every time when we found out about that. We we're like, oh, that that wasn't such good news because each goal was celebrated much differently, right? When it we so saw was. them score, yeah, we yes. were like, oh, who are we going to celebrate so much against now? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's just going to be regular. Um, well, you know, you you told us about your uh, injury, and and we know how you know tough that must have been, and we we've heard from other players and how much it can impact them especially mentally and, and trying to get back and whatnot can you tell us more about how you're able to motivate the locker room and how you're able to uh, essentially deal with your injury knowing not knowing you know how long it was going to be for or like you said if you were even going to come back to play yeah i mean you, a lot of the times when stuff like that it's you're dealing with the staff you the the trainers they're giving you the best they can give you and you're trying your hardest. And sometimes it's just it, injuries happen. And for my one, it was just, it was just a random injury and it was tough to get to the bottom of. But for me, it's always just showing up with a smile on your face. And I, to be honest, that first year I showed up and pretty much ran the whole time. That was my, I, I could run, I could run, but I couldn't kick the ball. As soon as I started kicking the ball, my, my kind of tear, re-tear the, the tendons in my groin so that wasn't fun it's not what I signed up for you know it's not what I want to do is I don't want to go in and just run all day but at the same time I knowing I'd been through that stuff like this before and you just kind of you just persevere you keep going but for me it wasn't just locking myself away and just I'm dealing with this myself you know it's going and just having fun with the, the guys I was I knew my job when I signed for this club I was going to be one of the older players that's a lot of younger players and it's definitely a different team environment than what I've been used to in the past when I was in the MLS or even when I was with the New York Cosmos, there was a lot of senior players. So it was a little bit different. So it's just showing them, it's like, yeah, you're going you're gonna to have these ups and downs and just be thankful that you're in this environment where you, you do get to come in and play for a living, have the opportunity, you're going to get injured, you know, just work hard, get back at it. So hopefully that helps some of them, you know, just seeing that. But I, I also, yeah, I knew I was a vocal leader in that team as well so I couldn't shy away from those duties just because I wasn't playing you know on the weekends 
Yeah, because you really were quite the motivator in in the locker room. And, you know, speaking about the locker room and coming back to today and the Republic that we have going, what's your outlook for this season? And, you know, we know you you need to leave here soon, but and yep. we just kind of want to hear what you have to say about this upcoming season. What is it? What's your outlook on it? I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, last year, it was that was a rough ending, but it could have it, it could have easily have been you know a championship last year for that the squad and uh, the team that Mark Briggs had. I think this year there's been a lot of change. I think a lot of the USL has seen a lot of change just due to the the whole climate of the you know the soccer here in the US and all over the world actually. But they've brought in more players, and I think Mark. Uh, Coach Briggs has had more of a say in who's coming in. He last year, you got to remember, he didn't necessarily bring those players in. Um, you know, I think he was a little bit late getting that job there. So, I think this year he has maybe a little more say in who's coming in and what he wants for his style. Um, and we saw last year there's some really, really good stuff, and I'm excited for it. Again, he's organized. He's he knows what he wants. He's demanding in terms of. He wants people to really enjoy it and give everything they have five days a week at practice and then come the weekend, be ready to go. And you would see, if you're watching the games, you know, you see those uh, little videos, segments of him when he's w- wired up or whatever and he's in the huddle or if he's at practice. You can see how passionate he is. And I love that. I mean, him and I spoke a little bit before he, he got the, the... Actually, when he was the academy coach here. Um, and I really just enjoyed how genuine he was and just how much passion he had for for what he was doing so I think he can make a big difference now like uh you know a few of the signings that they've made yeah, we'll see we'll see soon enough it's happening soon so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it yeah we are too um you know he they talk about the right attitude you know the players they talk about having a winning attitude and with Todd Donovan Mark Briggs and all the players that it seems like we have it's like there's this mentality that he's looking for and it's the same mentality you just spoke of with him and i i think that's i think that's gonna take us a long way it's this it's that we're not settling for anything but you know but winning and whatever it's gonna take to do that so looking forward to it can't wait to have you say some let's see we got to find a code word during your commentator um episodes that we know you're you're thinking about us. We are, we'll figure that out. We'll let you know what that is. If you can think of a code word that you have to slip in during a broadcast, we would love to see it. Like the word right groin. How about right, right groin? groin? Okay. Yeah. Right yeah. groin. I'll see if I, yeah. <laughs> I'll just wait for the right moment. Oh, he's taking a shot here. It looks like he's hurt his right groin. Yeah, I'll get that in there somehow, even if it doesn't look like it. I don't know. You'll figure it out. We'll we'll know. We'll know when you're thinking. I get my my friends ask me all the time. They'll watch the games. They'll be like, "Hey, you gotta say, (laughs) gotta say this code word." So maybe I have been saying code words the whole time. Probably people at home like, "What? What did you say?" Yeah. Um, Well, and I've I've texted you during games, and the next thing I know, you've commentated on something. It's like, oh, good. He finally he figured that he put that one. I see. So don't tell everyone a secret, Sean. You're you're actually the one with the knowledge. Passing it through me, using me through there. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> uh, 
We really appreciate you coming on tonight. And Luis, do you have any any final final questions for Adam before we have to say goodbye? Because I know he has to he has to go be a dad right now. <laughs> I just I know I have to get up in about nine hours, and I just don't know what's going to be outside there. <laughs> uh, That's true. Food all over the place. <laughs> there could be water in the pool tomorrow. There might your, be a pool in your living room tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, th- thank you, Adam, for uh, joining us. And we're definitely going to be, you know, on the lookout. If, if we're not at the stadium and we're watching, then going to be uh, tuning in to hear your commentary, to hear right groin <laughs> mentioned. <Right> and uh, <laughs> I am actually going to be sitting right next to the section where you guys will be at. So, you know, if, if I get to you, I'll, you know, I'll say hi there. But I'll be yeah. right there. Sharon, you're right across from me, too. You're going to be yeah, section I'm 106. So. down, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be we'll be on your side. <laughs> Good. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to people being around this year. Last year was a bit strange with those yeah. games, like I spoke about. So just having, even if it's just a few thousand, which I believe it is, what two thousand three hundred max. But it's gonna be it's gonna be good. As yeah. we say with every podcast, get vaccinated and let's get to the yellow tier. Mm. Right? Oh, We're in red, go. orange, yellow. Let's get to yellow. Yeah, get more fans in there. Get get to the yellow. Get more fans in there. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. Which everyone should because now everyone can, right? I mean, April fifteenth. That's getting close. Everyone I can. Yeah. So awesome. Right. Well, thank you so much for being on, Adam, and we hope to have you back on sometime during the season to talk about hopefully all good good stuff going on this season. <laughs> yes, hopefully sitting at the top of the table. No goals against, loads of goals for. It's perfect. Just It'll be great. <laughs> it will be great. Yes. All right. Crossed. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, Sharon. And I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Right. And we'll, when you're off air, we'll plug your uh, your academy, your training. We'll, we'll, we'll do that for you. You guys don't have to do that either, <laughs> but thank you if you want to. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. Take care, guys. Good night. Bye. So that was a really fun interview with Adam and I'm so happy for him that he's, you know, continuing on after the Republic and thank you for putting his banner up for um, Moffat's private soccer Academy. So anybody who's listening in, if you're, if you want to give Adam Moffat a shout, we put his link in the feed right there. You can take a peek at it. Um, He's an awesome person and a fabulous trainer and coach. So have a look. Yeah, please check it out. And you know, if you're trying to find private soccer academy lessons, what better person than Adam Moffat, who not only was with the Republic, but also has a lot of experience in MLS and back in Scotland as well. So check it out and go enroll. Go enroll your child. I think you know he you heard his mentality. He's the coach we all want to have as coach. So there you go. <laughs> Speaks for himself. Yeah, so it was really good catching up with him, Luis. I'm I am looking forward to having him amongst the others, you know, uh Robin Callister and Kevin. Um, you know, being a commentator, these guys have brought us a lot more knowledge, you know, the their view and the fact that they've played at such high levels when they're commentating, it's it brings light to the game, you know, what things that we don't always see as fans, you know, even though we might be players too, we don't see some of the things Mm -hmm. that they see. And it's just, it's going to be fun hearing his voice again, you know, um, on, on game day, if we're watching games, you know, 
if we can't be in the stands or if we're can't travel, you know, when the team is away. <laughs> so this will be, this will be a blast. He was a real fun catch up. It's really good to catch up with Adam. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's always really great to catch up with him and whatnot. And, and just listening to him last season when he was commenting games, like you said, on point, really good comments. And I would also add, it's really cool that we're able to hear from a former Republic player in the commenting box, right? I mean, we're, we don't have that long of a history. And so, you know, of course, we can't say there's been a lot of players that have done that, but he did that. And I'd have to think back if we ever heard another player, maybe they, they could have made a surprise commenting appearance, but not as regular as Adam and, and being there. So I'm really glad that we get to hear from, again, a former Republic player there. And we'll actually be able to hear him actually when we're at games. Uh, so, you know, especially if we're going to have limited capacity. And as we mentioned before, right, my section is going to be literally right next to where he's at. You're right there as well. There's not that many people. If you could hear the players, I feel like you can hear the <laughs> commentators too. So I think yeah. it'll actually be quite interesting to hear commentators and you're actually watching the game. It's going to be a little interesting experience being uh, at stadium um, with few people and whatnot. Of course, we want everyone to be there though. And hopefully everyone can be there. But if we get the chance to be at a couple of games, then we'll get that opportunity, which I actually just signed up earlier today for a half season ticket. And so I'm really Congratulations. Good stuff. Good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward. And being able to have uh, midfield seats is uh, really great because previously I was sitting in TV and I am going to miss doing the chants and whatnot. But this season I was like, you know what? I kind of want to experience the game midfield, you know, get to see it from that angle and get a new uh, experience going on. So so, should be really know, interesting. So what's really fun is, you know, if you have a season ticket seat midfield, I mean, like friends of ours, Jane, Jane and Scott, Jane will get up and she'll go, you know, back and forth. So she'll go mm-hmm. in TVB and be there for a while and cheer and yell. And then she'll come <laughs> back and sit in her seats. And so it's fun to be able to do that, to have the flexibility. And that's mm-hmm. what, you know, the beauty of, of being in this stadium there's always room to go do what you want to go do and i'm Mm. i'm looking forward to it. it's going to be good yeah it's going to be so good yeah so we just need to get to the yellow tier right yes i'm like please everyone just get (laughs) get your vaccine so we're able to uh, get more seats because as the club has announced uh, it is going to be i believe 2300 capacity for the first couple matches that could change if we change tiers and not everyone, even who is a season ticket member, is going to even have access to tickets. It's all right. really going to depend on when they sell out of the quantity that they have. So if you're not already either a full season or a half season ticket member, you might want to check that out. Because uh, from what I hear, there's a good chance that you might not be able to get a ticket just in general public for that first match or even the second match, too. So if you want to be on the safe side check it out, get yourself one of those plans. Uh, uh, They are going to be really flexible with being able to allow you to change matches or even roll over credit to the next season if you have credit remaining. So I think this is the season to get one of those two uh, plans for you. And they also have uh, interest-free three-month payment plans as well. So really great. You don't have to pay it all at once and it really works out perfectly. And of course, you get all the other nice little goodies like the scarf, the discounts and and so on. So 
Yeah. No, check, it's good. Check that out. I, I was really um, impressed with my bag that I got when I, uh, you know, when we, my sister and I went this last weekend to the season ticket event where you picked up your bag and your swag and all that other stuff. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> they have the Republic uh, face masks that are really good, high quality, you know? Mm. Yeah. So when you get a chance, Luis, to pick up your uh, season ticket holder bag, merch bag, you're going to be pretty impressed with what's in what's in that bag. And it's a clear bag because a lot of stadiums are going to a specific size to mm. enter the stadium. Like I think LAFC, you had to have everything mm. in a clear bag um, and it was a certain size that you could have. Mm. So, and many, so, so this will help us. I mean, this, mm. the bag that they gave us is the perfect thing to take into a, a, a stadium. So perfect. They did a good job. Mm. They did a really good job. They were thinking ahead you know, all things considered, given the weird season we had last year. So that's awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to getting a, a really good mask. I know the the first three that they had actually had for sale right last year. I bought them and they were too small for me. My head might be too big, but <laughs> I was like, yeah, these are kind of small. And so definitely getting those high quality masks are really great and, and really great accessory, of course, to have <laughs> for game yeah, day. Your navy blue. Yeah. Speaking of that, actually, uh, we have a schedule now, right? Or I should say a full schedule, because before we mentioned that we did have a couple of games. There was really no dates on on some of the other ones. And it's going to be really interesting. And if you all haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on the Sac Republic website, also on their social media. But we already knew the season opener was on April 30th against Los Dos. That was already there. And then our opening night uh, home match, May 12th against Lights. But we actually saw an expanded schedule that basically sees us playing a, quite a lot, actually, against the, I call them handball rising. <laughs> um, and we're going to be playing a couple of times against them and also against Tacoma, which I think is our favorite rival to play against now that T2 is not around. <laughs> yeah. Um, so should be interesting matchups, but I do have to say that I don't know why the games against the Roots have to be on Wednesdays at home. I was kind of hoping that we would get a weekend game against them at home, of course, because we are playing against them uh, away on, on a weekend. So, yeah, but what what are your thoughts on, on the schedule? Anything that stands out to you? Um yeah, it's interesting you you brought up the Wednesday situation. I know that they're cramming as many games as they possibly can into this, you know, mm-hmm. it's condensed the time frame for playing the games and they still have to make room for, you know, the next part of it, you know, the playoffs mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. So, um, you know, I it's funny over time to watch the season edge the first season at the 2014 ended in September and then the season went a little further, the more teams that were got that got added to USL and that it went further. And now the last, the final game is in the last weekend of October. It was like, Oh my goodness, how did we get from, you know, having a last game in September? That's what stood out to me is in the end of October. But then I think into myself, well, we're not starting, you know, until mm-hmm. end of end of April. But if you remember our very first season in 2014, our first game was in April and, um, it was at Hughes Hughes Stadium, and then we went on the road a bunch until we could play in June at what currently, you know, our current location at Cal Expo, Papa Murphy's Park. And it looks like, um, yeah. So 
the the other thing that we talked about in our last podcast that stood out for me was our opening night is May 12th, a Wednesday. So our opening mm. night is not a Saturday, it's a Wednesday. And I think that's that still stands out for me, even though there's a preseason friendly, but there's not going to be able to be very many people at that. So maybe by May 12th, we'll be, it, we'll have more fans in the stands because we may be in a different tier. So mm. anyhow, those are my little <laughs> takeaways. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. F- fingers crossed that things get better by then because we're going to have a, a three consecutive game stretch where we actually have home matches. So May 29th against Phoenix rising June 2nd, Oakland roots and June 5th, uh, Orange County. And so it's going to be three games that are just going to come at us, you know, within a week and hopefully things get better. So more people can actually attend those games. Um, uh, There was another thing that stood out to me that I was, you know, kind of confused as to how this is going to work. And I wasn't even aware of this, but we're playing against the New York Red Bulls too, July 31st. And so I think it's an interesting, but at the same time, kind of weird dynamic to have, us play against the East Coast team. At the same time, I mean, they are going to be traveling over here. So luckily, they don't have to make the travel out to New York. That would be quite quite a travel. But I think it's weird why they decided to do that crossover. I just, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, it all goes good. But I know Red Bulls, too, are a really competitive side. We've seen them actually win the USL in the past as well. So, yeah, I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Hey, I think we're fortunate to be able to play at least another team during season from a different conference, you know, because there's there's several pods of conference right now. And so it'll be it'll be good for us to be able to see that and, uh, you know, to do that. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. Too bad we can't play Oklahoma. Right. Or Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. Yeah. You know, we'd be able to see uh, Bijev and. Um, some of our other favorites, uh, their Raysari, you know, mm. it would be fun. But. Yeah, it's it's too bad. That would have been better, and that would have made more sense. It's closer than New York. It, I just, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to ask someone at the USL what was going on with that, yeah. <laughs> why they decided to do that. But yeah. yeah, cool. Well, we're looking forward to that first match again. It's basically as of this recording, it's going to be in three weeks, three weeks and two days, as I look at my calendar here. Uh, is is when that game will happen. The first game, gonna try our best to be there. If we can't get those tickets, hopefully, hopefully, tire the tier changes by then, and we don't even have to worry about this, this and that. And there's more tickets available, and whoever wants to go can actually go. So, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Cool. Well, before we close it out, if you guys aren't following us on social media, please give us a follow on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. At State Republic 12 is all you got to search for. And also Republic Jeopardy number three is going to be coming soon. And if you want to find out when that's going to be, then follow us on social media and we'll make the announcement. Should be really interesting. Right now we got Elliot Horde. Jane is actually going to be also joining us. And we're actually just uh, looking for that third uh, person that will also be on there. Once that's figured out, we'll have a date out to everyone. And so be on the lookout. So check that out again on our social media as well as also on our Facebook group page Sacramento Soccer Fans if you haven't joined yet check it out join it uh, it's 500 plus members strong growing by the day more and more people are joining each week so join in on the conversations on anything related to our favorite sport awesome well churn 
Thank you for joining us tonight. We had a really good interview with Adam. And thank you to everyone here who listens to our podcast and to those of you watching on YouTube right now. Thank you for watching us. And you will hear from us next time here on State of the Republic podcast. Thank you, Luis. Good night.